Welcome to Fadeaways and Fundamentals. I am your host, Andre Pirano. Today's guest back on the show, Jeremy Files, back from Michigan. We talk hoops, life. Let's die right in with my man, Jeremy. So welcome to Fadeaways and Fundamentals. I am your host, Andre Pirano, with Jeremy Files. What's up, man? How is Michigan? Oh, nice and cool. Number one yesterday was probably the funniest thing ever. I, I had to mention our kids cringe when we talk about defense. And right when I mentioned that, my, my uh, little son started crying. So he's learning early that uh, offense is uh, what sells tickets, I suppose. And, <laughs> and that's just how it is already. He's not even two and he already knows defense is fun. <laughs> I hear you, man. I, I have to beat Elijah like a dead horse on uh, on uh Definitely getting low, um, getting in somebody's numbers and in their face, and pushing them around and grabbing their jerseys. It, it's like uh, it's it's tough to it's tough to teach, and the the reason why is you grow up telling your kids to respect others and and don't talk a certain way and um, be polite and you shouldn't hit somebody. And then when you get on the court, you're like hit them, grab. Em. No question. You know, you you got to get gritty. You got to get gritty and, and ugly. Um, yeah. And uh, and what's funny to me is growing up, um, we're talking. You know, we're talking about you know the IQ stuff of the game, and we're obviously on this platform doing this podcast with you and I, um, not only for entertainment purposes, you know, and having fun and chit chatting about basketball like you and I love to do, um, and everybody else. But we also want to give a message and and try to show the either the younger youth or adults that really don't know the game like we know it, you know, to give their 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 kids a platform to a platform for success. Am I right or wrong? Oh, for sure. So so yep. today I wanted to talk about guards, you know, and and I and don't get me wrong, man, the guards of today are amazing. I, I love the Steph Curry. I'm a huge fan of. Russell Westbrook. I'm a big fan of Steph, and Steph and Russ are two completely different players, but I absolutely love their dynamics and what they do. Um, but I want to talk about some old, not like super old school, old school uh, players, but I want to talk about the players that I grew up watching, players that you grew up watching. Um, I want to talk about like John Stockton, Steve Kerr, uh, man. One of my favorite point guards, Joe Dumars. He played the one and the two. Isaiah oh, yeah. Thomas. Um, so let's just get into it since you're from Detroit. And we're going to get in with two of my favorite guards growing up, which came out of um, your neck of the woods, is uh, Joe Dumars and um, and Isaiah Thomas. So what did you got to say about them? Oh, I think the great thing about that time – was when with Joe Dumars especially we'll start with him is he really played great defense and yes. uh, you know he could guard the ball pretty well and obviously he was matched up with arguably the greatest player of all time Michael Jordan on a on a yearly basis in, in very serious games in the playoffs you know where he had he was called on to to try to stop that guy and, and you know he he contained him sometimes which was pretty impressive and plus you know he had help obviously that whole Team was aggressive and made it very difficult for him to get to the paint. But uh, when you watch those guys, then 
they were really locked on to guys. And obviously the rules were a little different. There's a little but I'm not high enough. So like, you know, when you watch the game today, guys still hold and, and hand check. You know, it happens. But they're just not as aggressive. They don't get up on guys. They really don't get into guys like, like Joe Dumars did. And Isaiah Thomas the same way. I mean, he was a great defender, and now because they score. You don't find a lot of guys nowadays that play both sides. They play really well on offense, and they play really well on defense. And, um, you know, you can argue maybe the game's a little faster now, but, boy, those guys just didn't take possessions off then. Yeah. Um, I mean, how many how many championships you think you would have won um, without MJ being there? With, with your team? Well, well, you know, it's funny you say that because I actually was a Bulls fan. I actually didn't like the Pistons. What the uh, hell, dad? bro? You're from Michigan and you're a Bulls fan? And see, that's you know, a cop-out. See... Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is, okay, wait a minute. I got to get on my high horse really quick. I'm going to get on my soapbox with you because you laugh at me for being a Clipper fan. But wait a minute. The Clippers came from San Diego. My dad tried out for the Clippers. He didn't get a tryout for any other team in the world, only the Clippers. He got to the last day of cuts and got cut. So hence why I'm a Clipper fan you know they give they give somebody an opportunity. Um, so what what the heck, dude? Why are you a Bulls fan coming from Detroit? No, that's like a mortal sin for Catholics. You know, my dad didn't like it. You know, my dad was a diehard bad boys fan, and you know, I had an older brother, and he was MJ man, and and you like to you usually look up to your older brother, and I had to make that switch. You know, hey, I, I I'll be I'm not loyal. I guess I'm not loyal. Uh, 23 was, was something special. There's a lot of guys and people out here in this part of the, uh, you know, country and even in Michigan that were big-time Chicago fans. You know, I went to Western Michigan, so I, I met a lot of people from Chicago. You're getting closer, obviously, to Chicago then. And where I grew up was kind of like, you know, almost halfway in between both. So uh, there's my excuse. There's my excuse. But, yeah, I'm a traitor. I mean, I guess I'm a traitor, man. <laughs> you know, that, I'm sorry, man. That's just that's terrible. That's a bad you know, excuse. I would, if I was your dad, he should disown you. You know, he was not thrilled about it, but after a while, when you you, you watched uh, the Bulls and how they played, and you know, you you mentioned older guards like Steve Kerr. You know, and Steve Kerr. I mean, he was he was a, a big part of that. And um, yeah, I hopped on the bandwagon. I'm not even gonna sit here and lie about it. I jumped on board. All right, so so Joe Dumars, you know, he averaged 16 points a game over his career. Yeah. Um, you know, he wasn't a fairly tall guard. I mean, he was 6'3". I mean, obviously he's taller than you and I. Um, you know, he, uh, he averaged almost five assists a game, 4.5. I mean, what did, what did you love about... His game. I mean, because at least even though you were a Bulls fan, you you couldn't hit or miss the the Pistons. Everybody talked about the Pistons, where where you came from, or they were at least a little bit of a highlight on them from the evening news. Am I right or am I wrong? Oh no, I I think Joe Dumars. I mean, obviously you're a kid. You, you look up to guys like him. Though. Uh, his no nonsense approach, very uh, quiet, almost like a silent assassin. Uh, always seemed to hit big shots and. You know, like I said, he, he took on a challenge that not a lot of guys could 
take on Guard and MJ every night. And, um, you know, through a seven-game series, too, mind you. I mean, this this guy year in, year out had to guard him. And, you know, every year he was difficult to go against. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was inspiring. They took on the bad boy image. They, uh, you know, they played a certain way, and it was a different time then. And um, when you grow up and you watch that, I mean, you kind of learn, hey, I guess that's just how you play. You know, you got to play aggressive. And, um, you know, just so much respect. Joe Dumars obviously still has a lot of things going on in, in our uh, area of Detroit. You know, the Joe Dumars Fieldhouse. Um, he's got two locations, so there's still some ties there for him. And obviously he was in front office for a long time. Um, and a lot of people knock him for that because he, he didn't necessarily do an outstanding job. But, uh, you know, they had uh, good moments even when he left as a player and he was involved. He was definitely involved for a long time. Wow, people are knocking him for doing a bad job? What the heck, dude? Wait a minute. The guy is a two-time champion, a Hall of Famer, six-time All-Star, and then how many um, how many uh, rings did he get with Chauncey and them? Did he get two or one? Yeah, yeah. I think I think what happened two was... Two chips? Did he get two chips? It, yeah, one. He almost got two. They lost to the Spurs. Okay, you know, Spurs got him, and they were trying to go back-to-back, obviously, they... They beat the uh, the hated Lakers in 04 and with that team that was just outstanding with Ben Wallace and uh, Rasheed and Rip and Tayshaun Prince and just had such a good core there. And, and then it was like a, what happens in Detroit like so many times. The, the team was broken up. They, they didn't draft properly. Uh, they, they got Darko Milicic instead of Carmelo Anthony. That was oh. news. Dwayne oh, Wade, you know, we, we got Wade and Carmelo there and you know, we're gonna we're gonna draft Darko instead, and he turned out to be a bust. And, and you guys got team got Darko, yeah. bro. You guys got yeah. Darko from yeah. God knows yeah. where in Europe. The guy's now is a farmer. Heads, I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> right. I, no disrespect to being a farmer, dude, because we need I need farmers in my life to eat. But yeah. come on, yeah. man, Darko. Yeah, that's a it's it doesn't uh, that name does not go suit well here in Detroit, but. You know, uh, it's tough. That that position in front office, it's it's hit or miss, man. It's fifty fifty. I mean, would I have drafted him over a guy who just won an NCAA title in Carmelo? Probably not. Uh, D Wade was available. Probably would have took D Wade. Uh, but you know, I think that they made that choice. They thought that they needed that. You know, mind you, they are they already had good guard play. You know, they had Rip Hamilton and they had Chauncey. Did they really need another guy who could score? Maybe not. So I can kind of understand the decision, um, but but in the end, you know, it's uh, you know you look back, and then at the time maybe it wasn't terrible. Now you're in 2018, going, boy, that was really a bad decision. I mean, yeah, I could see it was a bad decision, but he still brought you Rip Hamilton. He he brought you Ben Wallace. He brought you Tayshawn Prince that played with you guys forever. I Great mean, story so, about the Palace. We played in high school at the Palace of Auburn Hills where the Detroit Pistons used to play. And the uh, best moment I had is when, when we played there in high school as a contract, the high school teams could watch the game after for free. And Chauncey and Rip came into our locker room after we won. And uh, because I'm such a great player and I was getting interviewed, you know, uh, <laughs> I didn't get to meet those guys. Everyone else did. So I, I missed out on meeting Chauncey and Rip, so all my high school teammates gave me a hard time. They're like, hey, great game. You scored 30, but you didn't get the pros. 
uh, they're too busy talking to uh, Joe Schmo from the local reporters. Um, but, uh, no, you know, it was a good time. It was a good time then. Even after the bad boys era, there was still a lot of good years for Detroit, no doubt. Yeah. Now, what do you, what do you think about your boy uh, Isaiah Thomas? Oh, I mean, Isaiah, you know, was unbelievable. Just, just a wizard with the ball. I mean, there's just things that he did. Big shot taker and maker um, from Chicago and, you know, hard nose. And during that time, he just had to be that way. and Or you're going to get eight alive. And he was just huge, you know. A lot of guys don't know the history. You know, he's obviously an NCAA champion and, you know, yep. playing in Indiana, uh, two-time uh, NBA champion for the Pistons. Just great career. And, you know, uh, obviously my dad was a big uh, Zeke fan, and he's great, man. And he does a pretty darn good job with the NBA TV stuff, too. I think he does really well. You know, he's very soft-spoken um, on television, which to yeah. me... It's kind of crazy because on the court, he was talking trash. Oh, yeah. He was talking yeah, yeah. mad trash like everybody does from Detroit. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, to me, I, I love the balance because it's it's crazy. It, it, it really is. Um, I, I just don't see many guards that are six foot one. And they're you know he's one of the shortest guys on you know out there. He's uh, and he's so gritty the way he is. I mean, and he was so quick, you know, mm-hmm. off the dribble. You know, his his shot was good. He'd take it to the hole. He was ta- he was talking crap to Magic Johnson. What's Magic? Six eleven? Six ten? Yeah, Magic. You know, six eight, six nine. You know, from Michigan. Another tie there. It's Michigan, obviously. And, and talking trash. Uh, yeah, they were they were best friends. What look, you know, they had a, a breakdown there for a while, right? You know, where they they kind of stayed out of touch and almost became best friends turned enemies because of the way they played against each other. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, guys like me and you, we're gonna we're gonna probably talk about that era for the rest of our lives. I mean, it was just it was just such a good time, and um, you know, there's still some awesome things now, but the competition was so different then where guys really took it personal. You know, they really took it personal. There was rivalries there where it's just not like that anymore. You know, it's just not uh, any rivalry there. There's not any build-up. I mean, I guess you could argue that LeBron in the finals against the Warriors is a little bit of a rivalry. But it, it didn't feel like Pistons versus Celtics, Pistons versus Lakers, Lakers versus Celtics. It, it never had that feel. Um, and if you're like me and you who just love that, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna talk about it always because oh. you want your you want your young players to understand what it's, it's like to compete against that. You know, to hey, you got to bring it tonight. You got to have a, a certain level of competitiveness to you, where nothing else matters. You know, hey, no hugs even after the game. You know, we want to beat those guys. They don't like us. We don't like them. You just don't get that anymore. You really don't. Oh yeah, no, dude. I mean, I mean, this guy, his nickname was straight baby face assassin. <laughs> right. I don't give a crap what you say, dog. The guy scored nineteen point two points um, overall his career, uh, nine point three assists. I mean, to me, the dude was raw, straight raw. <laughs>